0: sense into the West, old-time radio westerns that share the stories of the men and women who claimed the West, the cowboys and ranchers, the gunslingers and gamblers, the lawmen and the lawbreakers. These are the tales of the frontier of the intrepid pioneers who ventured into the West. episode of Into the West, we'll hear Frontier Gentlemen, a series that aired for 41 episodes from February to November of 1958. It starred John Daner as J.B. Kendall, a reporter from the London Times, sent to the Wild West to cover the life there. This is the first episode of the series, which was the same script used for the audition episode. This one aired February 2nd, 1958. It's titled The Shelton Brothers.
1: There's a town in Montana Territory, but it's against the law to carry a gun. The sheriff lives by this order, but because of it, other men can die. Frontier Gentlemen.
2: an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual accounts. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territory. Now starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman.
1: The journey had taken ninety-eight days from St. Louis. I had come by riverboat up the Missouri, the little stern wheeler climbing, churning, scuttling over two thousand miles of sandbar and rapid, then into the lonely wastes of another swifter stream, the Yellowstone, until we finally docked at South Sunday in Montana Territory. My ticket had cost three hundred dollars, which left me about fifty in my pocket and the slim hope. But there would be a letter at the express office with my remittance from England.
3: Afternoon. Just in off the boat? Right. I wonder if there's a letter for me, J.B. Kendall. Kendall, uh, any trouble on the way up? Here's the Sue been kicking up her heels. Sitting bulls making big medicine again. Don't sound good. And
1: we didn't see any.
3: Kendall, uh, Kendall, you English, ain't you? Uh, yes, yes. I figured by your talk, uh, don't see many of you in these parts. Uh, nope. Nothing for you, mister.
1: You're sure? It's rather important. From from England?
3: Nope. Nothing. Uh, Maybe tomorrow on the overland, though. They say, you planning to stay a while? I think so. Better get and register, then. Register? Over to Sheriff Clanton's office. There's a notice on the wall maybe missed your attention. All strangers to South Sunday will, within one hour of arrival, register at the office of the sheriff or be prosecuted. That's Clanton's orders. Surprised you missed the signs. They're all over. Uh, Thank you. That's all right. Wouldn't want to see you in trouble. This ain't the healthiest town in the territory, not for strangers.
1: Oh, any
3: particular reason? Oh, excuse me. Afternoon, Mr. Farley. This here's Mr. Kendall, just off the boat. I, I was telling him about registering. Now, that's a good idea. <laughs> Dick Farley is one of the sheriff's deputies. Helps keep South Sunday law abiding. Mm-hmm. Big job. What's your business, Mr. Here Big job. Oh,
1: you might call me a jack of all trades. Am I might. I do a little writing for a London newspaper, you know. An Englishman's view of the Wild West, that sort of thing. Mm. We don't take the strangers. Oh, really? Shame. I've been looking forward to my visit. Yeah, well, now, you've seen it. You know what it's like, so supposing you get yourself back on that boat and try up the line to Rosebud at Junction City, huh? (laughs) I don't think so. Now, if you'll pardon me, I'll register at your office. You're carrying a gun? No. Put your hands up. Over your head. Higher. Now, you hold it, just like that. Just so. All right. That's your baggage? Yes. Pick it up. I beg your pardon? I said, pick it up. Oh. All right, come on. Tell me, Mr. Farley, how did your town get its name? How should I know? Well, I thought you'd take an interest just as a matter of pride, a civic pride. Mister, note.
3: I don't like the way you talk or what you say, so you
1: shut your mouth, Here. Well, inside.
4: Where you been, Dick? I've
1: been checking on this fellow, Frank. He just coming off the boat. He says he's a writer, a newspaper in London or something. He ain't care nothing. I searched him. You're Sheriff Planton? Yeah. J.B. Kendall. I understand I have to register.
4: Yeah. A writer, huh? You want to write about South Sunday? I might. How come?
1: As a matter of fact, the name intrigued me. You kidding? No, not at all. I write about the West, and you're in the heart of it. From what I understand, there might be trouble brewing with the Sioux and the Cheyenne. I'd like to be here if it blows up.
4: What's the name of your paper?
1: The London Times.
4: You ever hear of a dake? No. Mister, all kinds come to these here parts. Now, I ain't exactly calling you a liar. It's quite all
1: right. One can't be too careful. Uh, here, my papers. Uh
4: Okay, be careful. Very subtle. Yeah. yeah. London time. That's what it says. Here, you see, Dick? Yeah, that's what it says. Any other strangers? Get off the boat with him? No, just him. Well, you sound all right to me, Mr. Kendall. Now, just you remember, I got a set of rules here. You live by them while you're here. You'll get along.
1: That seems fair enough.
4: No man, except name authorized by me, carries a gun in South Sunday. That way we don't get a bunch of crazy, liquored up miners and the like shooting up the place.
1: It seems the usual thing for a man to be armed in most
4: places. It ain't usual here. It's again the law. Oh, I see. You got yourself fixed up at the hotel? No, not yet. Well, and you going over to the Empire, Mr. Candle. You tell them Frank Clanton send you, they'll take care of you. Very good of you. Dake, uh, take a look at his baggage. Right.
1: Uh, well, you're, you're going to search my luggage?
4: That's right, mister. There are no guns in South Sunday, not worn or hidden. That's a law.
1: I haven't got one.
4: I sure am glad to hear I like a peaceable man. Yes, sir. A fellow like you might think of settling down here in South Sunday. It quietest little town in Montana territory. It's an opportunity for a man. Well,
1: I'll keep it in mind, Mr. Clanton.
4: There ain't nothing in his bags. Well, now, Mr. Kendall, you enjoy your stay here. Anything you want, you just ask me. And, uh... I'd appreciate it, sir, if you put my name in your paper. Whatever you want to say is okay with me.
1: My hotel room was a palace in comparison to the cabin on the riverboat. After cleaning up, I went downstairs to the saloon bar in the hotel, ordered a drink before dinner. The place was practically empty, but I wasn't alone for long.
5: Hi. You're the English fella, aren't you? Kendall? Yes, that's right. I'm Lila. I work here. Frank Clanton said be nice to you. I'm being nice. You want to buy me a drink? It's on Frank. Oh, delighted, delighted. Uh, bartender... Champagne, Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Frank says it's not ladylike to drink whiskey. Hey, what do you do to that man? i never seen him like this.
1: He thinks I'm going to write about him for my paper. Are you? More than likely. You're
5: going to write about me, too?
1: <laughs> if you want me to.
5: I'm Dick Farley's girl. Dick doesn't like you. He got mad when Frank said to be nice to you.
1: Does everybody in South Sunday do what Clanton tells them to do? Sure. Why?
4: Here's your drink. Oh. Ah. Well, good luck.
1: Ah. Look here, Lila. What about Clanton?
5: You seem like a nice fella. Don't ask questions.
1: Well, what about you, then?
5: Me? What do you care? Where are you from? I was born in Ohio. Got married and came out west. Five years back, my husband got killed in a gunfight. I don't know. I kind of drifted around. Ended up here. One place as good as the next. Is it? I guess. What about you? Your home's in England, huh? It
1: was.
6: You
5: one of them lords with (laughs) dukes or something?
1: (laughs) No, not exactly. Married? No, no, no.
5: Must be interesting traveling around and seeing new things.
1: Oh, it has its advantages. But
5: I suppose you'll be glad to get back home.
1: Well, let's just say that one place is as good as the next.
5: Oh. You can't go back, huh? Trouble?
1: In a way. Ah. Look, your friend's just come in, Mr. Farley.
5: You be careful with him. They can get
1: off of me. Doesn't he take orders from Clanton, too? Don't talk smart like that to him at Ralph. Ah, Mr. Farley. Good evening. Would you join us? No. I just come to say, don't you get no ideas about Lila. Now, what ideas do you think I'd have? I'm telling you. You're telling me What? Keep your hands off my girl, you understand? My dear fellow, I haven't touched your girl. The thought never entered my mind. We're
5: just having that drink, date, like plantain. Lolly, yeah, you that's... keep
1: out of this. You know that I find your manner toward this young lady rather offensive. Well, oh, you're just asking for trouble, aren't you? Not at all. Now, you think you can come in here with your fancy talk, your fancy ways, and make a fool out of me? Now, maybe Frank's a sucker, but not me. I don't like you. I don't trust you one bit. Mr. Farley, it couldn't be of less consequence. What do you think of me?
5: He'll kill you, you just shut like up. he <gasps> Oh,
1: that I don't stand for,
6: chum. Kill us, you! Oh, my God.
1: Imagine it's broken. Now, if you don't mind, I'll relieve you of these. Traffic, your disposition has no right running around with even one gun, let alone two. Give me a hand up. Hey,
5: i have killed him. What on earth for? Listen, there's two more besides Bacon Clanton. They'll get you.
6: You won't have a chance. I
1: think you'd better clear out before Mr. Farley starts bleeding. He's not going to be in a very nice mood.
6: Where are you going?
1: Down to Mr. Clanton's office. I've got to have a little talk to him.
2: In a moment, we'll return to Frontier Gentlemen. Who gets the last word? It all depends on who's playing CBS Radio's Fascinating Game Tuesday evening with Dr. Bergen Evans. A regular panel member is the witty and erudite John Mason Brown. Other guests vary from week to week. This Tuesday, they will be Gary Moore and Lyle Wurtenbaker. These bright people take off from language questions sent in by listeners and cover all sorts of fascinating ground before one or another of them ultimately gives you the last word on the question. Get the last word this Tuesday when it comes to you over most of these same stations. And now we return you to Anthony Ellis's production of Frontier, gentlemen. Mr. Keller, Mr.
5: General, wait. Oh, you you can't go down there big one out the back. He'll kill Clanton by now. They'll be waiting. Well, that's all right. What's the matter with you? you want to die. Of course not. If you're gunning for them. Gunning
1: do... for who? I'm not gunning for anybody. Then why are you going to see Frank? Well, I told you, I would talk to him.
6: Talk?
5: Listen, you've got to get out of
6: town. My dear girl. Don't
5: you know
1: who they are? Should I? You don't know what you've done.
6: You... <sighs> Quick, this way.
1: She took my hand and ran back up the street. We ducked down a narrow alleyway, up a rickety flight of stairs, which was the back entrance of the Empire Hotel, then along a musty corridor, past my room, and into hers.
5: Oh. I don't think they'll think of looking for you here.
1: Your friend Mr. Farley is going to be quite upset if they do.
5: His name's not Farley. Clanton isn't Clanton. They're the Shelton boys.
1: Shelton? The New Mexico Shelton boys?
5: There's four of them brothers
1: what are they doing in south sunday
5: hiding out from billy the kid dake killed one of billy's men billy swore to get them all for it that's why frank won't let anybody carry a gun
1: how do you know all this with my husband dake killed
5: harry joined up with billy for excitement i guess one time he was gone out of town three months
4: i was lonesome
5: i met dake when harry came back they had a fight over me dake outdrew him We ran away together.
1: And you thought I'd come after them, that Billy had sent me?
5: They'll think it, too, now. (laughs)
1: Lyla, who made Frank sheriff here?
5: Nobody. There wasn't one when we came. He just took over. (laughs) Funny thing is, I guess he's a pretty good sheriff. He's quit the old ways and likes it here.
1: Why have you told me all this?
5: I don't know. He talked with me like I was a lady. Indian treats his squaw better than Dick treats me. Maybe I wanted to see you finish him.
1: It's not going to be very pleasant for you anymore.
5: Pleasant? Mm. Oh, Missy, you've got a
1: funny way of saying things. Lila, is there anywhere you could go? Friends?
5: In South Sunday? Now, what
1: about home? I mean Ohio.
5: Home. I know what it'd cost to get there? I got no money. But if you could. If I could. I had nice folks. I don't even know if they're alive or dead. But I'd sure like to take a chance and find out.
1: Well, Lila, we'll see what we can do.
5: Where are you going now? I
1: had a talk with Frank. Uh, do you know how to use a gun? Yes. Uh, take this one. Uh, lock yourself in after I've gone. You keep it. Huh?
5: I've got a derringer.
1: Oh, all right. Uh, here. In, in case I have any trouble, it's only $50. I don't want your money. Well, at least you'll be able to get out of town. Now take it.
5: Watch yourself, will you? Dake's got a mean draw.
1: <laughs> I'll watch myself. The Shelton brothers and probably two of their chums without looking for me now and i was pretty certain of that i was looking for them too but the advantage was on their side the town was strange to me so i went to the one place where i was fairly sure i'd be safe from a surprise attack Uh, uh, uh. Careful. Keep your hands where they are. You're Kendall? I'm Kendall. Billy the Kid sent you. Now listen, You may I... very slowly, carefully unbuckle your gun belt and let it drop to the floor. If you try to be foolish and brave, I shall be delighted to shoot you in the stomach.
2: Not be, Mr. Kendall. You see, just just like you say.
1: Which Shelton are you? Monroe. Very well, Monroe. I wish you to walk to that cell in the far corner, go in, and close the door behind you. You will then stand with your back to the door. You wouldn't kill me. Oh, yes, I would. Close it, please. Good. Turn around, please. Now, I'm going to gag you. In order to do so, I must put my guns away and use two hands. If by any chance your friends come in and you make an outcry while I'm doing this, I shall teach you a trick I learned in India. It feels something like this. Effective, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, Right. Now, head close to the bars, please. Oh, by the way, how many are there looking for me? Uh, Hmm? Two? uh, Three. Ah, three. Mm. There. Ah, we'll make ourselves comfortable and wait for your brothers. They're coming. Remember what I told you, Monroe. Not a sound.
7: Handle! Mm-hmm. We know you're in there. Uh, blast. Handle! You hear me?
1: Is at a back door? Mm-mm.
7: Come out with your hands up. Or we're coming in after
6: you.
1: Let's get that mm. gag
6: off.
1: <laughs> I can see I'm going to need you. Look. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'll probably have to end up killing you. Uh, Nothing personal, you understand.
7: What do you say, Kendall? Out you come. Open the door and throw your guns out.
1: I've got a much better idea. You open the door and throw your guns in.
7: Monroe, are you in there? Tell him. Yeah, I'm in here, Frank. Kendall, you come on out. Maybe we can make a deal. You can keep your gun.
1: I think it'd be safer if you came in without yours.
7: We could rush you. You couldn't get all three of us.
1: You have my permission. I don't know how your brother will feel about it. You want to tell him?
7: Now, don't do anything crazy, Frank. He's got a gun in my head. He'll kill me. Frank!
1: I hate to do this, but I'm afraid I don't believe you. No, no.
7: Hey, Frank, he's going to shoot. You do what he says? all right. the door. Throw in our gun. You give us your word you won't shoot.
1: Not unless you do. One, two, three. Any more?
7: No. Uh, We're coming in now.
1: Well, a pleasant family reunion. The brothers Shelton. Uh, keep your hands where I can see them, won't you?
4: Now, now look. Kid made a mistake about what happened down south. Uh, Dick didn't mean to kill Lila's husband, did you, Dave? I drew him, that's all. Yeah, that's the way it was. <laughs> Lila knows it, it was a fair fight. She'll tell you. And speaking
1: of Lila, I hope she's well.
4: Oh, she's fine. Mm. Now, we got no fight with the kid or you. Now, why don't we all go on down to the saloon and have a drink, huh? Talk it over. But uh, me and my brothers have been living a nice, quiet life up here. We don't want to make no trouble. Get him, Jack!
6: Oh, my arm! Frankie!
1: Completely uh, dishonorable and most unwise.
6: Frankie!
1: Any more hidden armaments?
6: Uh,
4: you're going to kill us?
1: It depends. Mr. Shelton, have you got $500? Oh. Yeah, reckon so. Uh, Lila wants to go home. That's about what it'll cost. You uh, have the money here.
4: Yeah, I should say... Mm-hmm. Well, sure, she could take the boat out when it leaves in the morning. Ain't that so, Dave? Sure, sure, she could. Get it.
1: Uh 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 Ah, good. That settles the account. Now, all of you, get into the cell. Oh, incidentally, until this evening, I had no idea who you were. And I've certainly never met your friend, Billy the Kid. (laughs) I thought you'd like to know...
4: Hey, what about Jake? He's got to have a doctor. He'll bleed to death.
1: He probably will. Uh I'm going back to the hotel. If Lila's all right, I'll send a doctor. If she's not, we'll find an undertaker.
5: I want to thank you, Mr. Kendall.
1: It's nothing, Lila.
5: Good luck. You ever come Ohio way? You look me up. You hear? I remember that. Oh. <laughs> You're a gentleman. I'll never forget you. Goodbye.
3: Good morning, Mr. Kendall. Hear about the trouble last night? Yes. Sure must have been something. According to the sheriff, a whole gang rode in trying to shoot him up. A gang? Yep. Six of them. Date Farley got hit in the arm. Really? The sheriff ran him off though.
1: Marvelous. I'll have to mention that in my article to the London Times. Uh, Now, I wonder, has that letter from England arrived yet?
3: Nope, I'm afraid not. Mail's already come in. Won't be any more till next week.
1: Ah. Well, when it does come, perhaps you'll be kind enough to forward it to me.
3: Sure. What address?
1: In care of the express office, Rosebud, Montana Territory. Frontier
2: Gentleman was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Jack Crucian, Virginia Gregg, Stacey Harris, Harry Bartell, and Barney Phillips. Music was composed and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith. Join us again next week for another report from The Frontier Gentlemen. Johnny Jacobs speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network.
0: Episode of Into the West. You can find more old time radio, past episodes of this show, all the other shows, links to our forum, our shoutcast stream, and everything else at relicradio.com. There's also a donate button there if you'd like to help keep it all going. And a big thanks to those who have. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back with more Tales of the Frontier on another episode of Into the West.